Broadcasting live from WOYK's downtown York Studios, this is York's Local Sports Show. Talking local sports on York's local sports station. Welcome to Game Day with Game Time PA on Sports Radio 1350 WOYK. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Game Day with Game Time PA. Christian Arnold, Zach Miller, and Ryan Proventure here with you for another jam-packed show of everything high school sports in the York Adams and plenty to talk about after six weeks of football. We're getting right down to the wire with the other fall sports seasons, boys soccer and girls soccer. Their league tournament starts this weekend. Uh, field hockey tournaments are right around the corner. We've already had the districts and league tournaments for golf. Tennis tournaments took place the previous weekend. So plenty of things to talk about before we start the show, though. Just a reminder, in case you missed the show on WOYK, you can download us on iTunes, on Stitcher, and on Google Play. Just search Game Day with Game Time PA Radio. And please remember to rate and review the show uh, we always love hearing back, hearing the feedback from everybody and knowing what what everyone's enjoying and what we can improve on. But but Zach and Ryan, thanks again for joining us. Yeah, of course. Glad to be back. Uh, the end of the season kind of snuck up on us in a lot yeah. of these other sports outside of football. I mean, obviously, we spend a lot of time on football, but the league, soccer, field hockey, cross country championships, mm-hmm. all and volleyball too, yep. all right around the corner. Yeah, I mean, I've I've only been here for about a month now. I think today. A month today. Well, congratulations. <laughs> um, done a lot of golf stuff, done a lot of football stuff, but like you said, I look, I'm going to be covering a soccer game. Like, okay, season's basically over. Uh, some teams have clinched, and they're just kind of trying to set themselves up for a playoff run now. Certainly plenty of stuff to talk about there. A couple teams have already locked up divisional spots uh, in boys and girls soccer, in field hockey, uh, volleyball. The picture's starting to become a lot clearer as well as the season is rolling right along in football too we'll talk about that in a little bit this the divisional standings and the division race certainly becoming a lot clearer now as we are six weeks into the football season but before we get to that want to take a look at our players of the week as usual of the week we will start with the girls and this week's girls player of the week was emily schuler from dallas town cross country the freshman finished first overall with the time of 19 Minutes 34.26 seconds in a meet with York Catholic at York Suburban High School last Wednesday. Dallastown placed five runners in the top 10 as the Wildcats snapped York Suburban's dual meet winning streak that dated back to 2007. So certainly a big win for Dallastown cross country that afternoon. On the boys side, boys side excuse me, Carter Luckinball, Central York Soccer, he scored three goals in Monday's win over Spring Grove and added two goals in, Thursday, in last Thursday's win against Northeastern. The Panthers, they're atop the Division One standings this season, certainly looking to repeat as Division One champs. And in the football side of things, another Central York winner in Sakai Barton. He followed up on a 135-yard effort two weeks ago by hauling in nine passes from a game high for a game high of 153 yards and a touchdown during the Panthers shutout win at New Oxford and of course the players of the week lead us into our game balls of the week and Zach I'll let you start well I'm going to give a game ball I know we just did the game uh sorry the athletes of the week for last week Mm -hmm. some really good performances early this week though yesterday four different girls cross-country runners set course records yesterday four 
Maddie McLean from Eastern York, who's been doing this yep. every week. I feel like I've given her a game ball at least once or twice. Uh, Emily Schuler, who was just mentioned, she set a course record yesterday. So did Lindsay Lytle from Fairfield. They actually were running in the same race. Both broke the course record. Schuler finished ahead of Lytle for first in the race. And Nicole Shelton from Christian School of York. How often do we ever talk right, about Christian right. School of York on this show? She also set a course record. Uh, she had a nice showing at the district cross country cross country championships last year <laughs> so it looks like she's even though she doesn't really have a team she just has been going around to meet on her own looks like she's running more than she did last year trying to get in position to maybe win a class a district title perhaps uh, she, you know that's a school that gets overlooked a lot but they do have a few good athletes so definitely she's somebody to keep an eye on those are all the the cross country game balls that i like to bring to this show <laughs> uh, ryan you're up yeah, um, I guess one more football guy. You look at Hanover teams that struggled this season. Uh, Justin Barnes last week, 21 attempts, 217 rushing yards, ran it in four times. Uh, <laughs> doesn't get much better right, than that. Yeah, of um, course. It's like I said, especially for a team like Hanover that has had struggles offensively, defensively throughout the entire season, it's nice to see someone coming up and you know giving them a big performance absolutely um, yeah the Nighthawks got back on track with that win after three straight losses so a good yeah. good game for for them yeah and then uh to add a couple more central people to the list going to golf um kind of the golf guy here Joe <laughs> Perini Julian Lee they both captured uh the district three individual titles they're moving on to the regional tournament um just outstanding performances by them all season long when is that regional tournament it's it monday okay certainly all players that are deserving of recognition i'll go with dagny markle from new oxford tennis new oxford uh she's the first new oxford girls tennis athlete to win a, a league title for the school so certainly deserving of a game ball and before we get into football this week, obviously, Zach mentioned it at the top of the show with so many, so much of the league playoffs really sneaking up on us this year. And, and kind of once you get into the swing of things, it, it's crazy how quickly time flies when we're covering all of these sports during the fall season. Certainly, it's probably the most busy season of the year with so many sports going on. Football, obviously, the biggest one, but soccer and volleyball, um, cross country, field hockey, uh, so many sports to go through and, and to keep an eye on that it, it kind of just sneaks up on you and, and certainly there's been a lot of exciting storylines this year in the YAIAA including even golf tennis um, and you know some of the other sports don't ne don't necessarily get the the most recognition at times either so certainly uh, a crazy time of year yeah and golf and tennis are both sports they have an individual championship and mm -hmm. a team championship right. so to speak uh, tennis it's doubles and singles you know uh, you mentioned Dagny Markle. I believe New Oxford also won the doubles title yesterday yes. in AAA. And the two sisters from DeLone Catholic, the New Decker sisters, won the AA title. If I, you know, that's another thing we got to keep track of all these classifications, <laughs> all these new classifications this year in nine fall sports. But yeah, I mean, you know, it's tough to go through and just single out a few good performances at this point in the year because there are nine sports going on. You know, twenty something teams in each sport. A lot of athletes that have worked really hard to get to this point are doing really well. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And and certainly, uh, again, it brings so many good storylines to the forefront um, that we've seen all season long from volleyball and where you've seen the uh, resurgence of West York volleyball in Division Two in field hockey. Susquehannock really has brought had a tremendous year in addition to Dallas Town, who is always top-notch 
in the league and Redline as well. Redline volleyball also having a great season um, to a lot of the individual accomplishments, including a lot of the track and field athletes who have, especially at Eastern York, where they have certainly dominated a lot of the, um, you know, the sport for the last couple of years. Uh, yeah, and cross country, really Dallas Town this year. Dallas Town won the boys and girls Division One title. Dallas Town girls, like you mentioned earlier, beating York Suburban. Yes. Uh, York Suburban hadn't lost a duel since 07, so that's obviously a big deal for that program. You know, they got a bunch of good young girls that are really helping boost that team. I think it's tough to win anything in AAA mm -hmm. at the cross-country level. That's kind of the what's now the 6A of football is 3A in cross-country. You know, we'll see what Dallas Town can do. They certainly have a lot of really fast girls. You know, I mentioned the boys' side, led by Patrick Jacobson winning yep. that title. Um, in Division Three, we had DeLone Catholic win on both the boys' and girls' side. So, you know, a lot of a lot of good teams there. But in cross-country, now it gets to the point where it's more about the individual right, for a right. lot of these teams. And we'll, uh, the YAIAA championships are on <laughs> Tuesday, so we'll see what individuals rise to the top. What's, what's interesting and cool about cross-country is that kind of you get to follow up with it later on in the school year, unlike other sports um, that don't exactly have, like, a supplement to it you get to see later on in the season track and field. So if True. a team is successful in their cross-country season, that's going to translate into the track and field season. Yeah, we saw that with the Dallastown boys last year, a lot of success, and now having that success in cross-country. Eastern girls are always tough in both cross-country and track and field. Yeah, I mean, those distance runners, they're an important part of your uh, track and field team yeah, too. Yep. So this is a little bit, a little bit of practice for track also. Certainly is. We'll step aside here. When we come back, we'll move towards football and the clarity we're starting to get in some of these divisional races uh, where some of the top teams are and where the rest of the pack is starting to fall. And, of course, it's Wednesday, so weekly power rankings from GameTimePA.com came out on Tuesday. So we'll discuss that and much, much more. You're listening to Game Day with GameTimePA here on Sports Radio 1350 WOYK. Welcome back to Game Day with Game Time PA here on Sports Radio 1350 WOYK. Chris Charles, Zach Miller, Ryan Proventure here with you, breaking down everything going on in the York Adams League. Guys, football six weeks in, and we're getting a clearer picture of what's going down and where these teams are might end up at the end of the year in the divisional race and red line. Uh, a couple teams, Eastern York certainly in the picture right now. A lot of in interesting developments over the course of the first six weeks of the season with four weeks to go. And, I mean, Zach, you wrote about it the other week. Certainly a lot more clarity going on now. Yeah, and each division now, after we had – we talked about it on this podcast last week, the fact that last Friday had a game in each division pitting mm -hmm. two teams that were undefeated in the division. Right. You know, we knew that, that the winners of those games were kind of going to move into the driver's seat in each division and you know that's what happened now when you look at the division pictures let's start with division one mm -hmm. red lion is the only team without a loss in that division obviously in the driver's seat you know putting a beat down on everybody red lion looks like the best team in the league right for sure division two which we didn't know what to expect coming into divisional play eastern york has ran the table so far at three and oh you know certainly in the driver's seat suburban still uh, in the mix at 2-0, and you know, that could be a big game week 10 if those teams keep on winning. And Division 3, York Catholic beat Littlestown last week, so York Catholic is now 3-0. Now, let's not forget about Bermudian Springs, yep. also 3-0. Yep. But, you know, I think you have to kind of think of York Catholic in the driver's seat in that division at the moment. 
because York Catholics already played DeLone, already played Littlestown, gotten those tough games out of the way. Those games were ahead of Bermudian Springs. Bermudian Springs division schedule is kind of backloaded now with games against DeLone, York Catholic, and Littlestown coming up in the next three weeks. But yeah, definitely, definitely some clarity. You know, we, we know who's in the mix now. These teams that have one loss at this point, probably not going to win a division title, pro- de- certainly not going to win it outright, you know, could maybe get back into the picture or try to win a split title. You mentioned Redline running away or starting to run away anyway with the Division One lead. Interesting you mentioned that because of the power rankings that came out, Dallas Town, Central York, and Northeastern all didn't make the cut this week after uh, this or despite, I, I believe, all three of these teams winning over the weekend. Uh, Dallas Town lost to Northeastern, but obviously uh, Northeastern won right. and Central also. So, yeah, I mean... You know, those teams won. Southwestern lost and stayed in the picture. Uh, the What we have in Division One now, after Red Lion, mm-hmm. is we have kind of a logjam. We have four teams that have one loss in Division play. We have the ones you mentioned of Central and Dallastown. We have Southwestern. And right. We also have Spring Grove still hanging around at 2-1. and one. Northeastern's actually 1-2, and two, probably not in the mix for Division title, but certainly right. a force to be reckoned with. Um, we're, we're going to get continued clarity on this this week. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of calling a couple of these games elimination games because these one-loss teams, all four of them, are playing each other. So we're going to – two of those teams are going to drop down into the two-loss level, you know, kind of being out of the picture. Right. Two of those teams are going to stay in it, hanging around with Red Lion, that maybe if Red Lion slips up, there can be a tie for the division title. So, yeah, we got some elimination games. But I left Southwestern in the rankings yep. for now um, for the reason of – when you kind of look at all those teams bunched up, you know, Southwestern beat Central, Central mm-hmm. beat Northeastern, Northeastern beat Dallastown, Dallastown beat Spring Grove. Like, you can kind of all stack them on top of each other. Right. And there ha- nothing has happened yet to shake that up yet. Now, will it? Probably. But at the moment, I feel like even though Southwestern has three losses, with two of those being out of conference, you still got to put them ahead of the pack because, you know, they already beat one of those teams. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can kind of plot it out of the teams they beat, then beat the other teams that are in the mix. Certainly one of the more uh, interesting things of that, because Red Lion, obviously, they're the clear-cut number one. I, th- I don't think there's anyone debating that. And it's interesting to see both of those teams uh, as far as Red Lion, or, excuse me, Dallastown, Central York, and Northeastern not making the cut. But the teams that did make the cut, it's interesting. Bermudian Springs at third ahead of Littlestown, who also both teams have a 5-5-1 five and five, one record. 5-1 and one records, excuse me. Interesting to see that both of that Bermudian got the not at three instead of Littlestown, who ended up at four. Yeah, I think the reason why that is because Littlestown has definitely struggled over the past mm-hmm. few seasons, or past few weeks, regardless of a win or a loss. Right. Know, they just picked up their first loss. But um, you can definitely tell there's been sort of a downwards trend from that team. And I think it kind of started. I think they played in that, like, muddy football game yeah. the other week. Yep. I feel like that had an impact on it. I know no one's ever going to say it does. Like, the kids are like, yeah, I mean, we don't care. We love playing in the rain. The mud. <laughs> but um, it just seems like since then, the past two weeks or so, they've definitely – they just haven't been producing quite as well. And then you look at Bermudian Springs, who, well, yeah, like Zach was saying, they still have some big opponents ahead of them. They haven't exactly beaten the best of the best at this point. But they're just clicking on all cylinders, so I think you have to put them ahead of Littlestown at this point. Yeah, I also – what came into play for me, you know, the division record's better, but again, the the, the opponents have been different. But Bermudians right. only lost this year is to Shippensburg. Shippensburg's actually undefeated. You know, the longer the season goes on, the more that that loss, that four-point loss to Shippensburg, starts to look like a 
a decent result. Right, you know? like right. They, they, yep. They've played Shippensburg closer than anybody has this entire season. I think Mifflin County last week lost by five. So Bermudian, you know, has gave the Greyhounds a run and, and looked like a contender. Um, Littlestown, the loss to York Catholic, not a bad one. You know, on the road, led that game in the second half. Right. You know, led that game for a while, was still in it in the fourth quarter, ended up losing. You know, York Catholic's 5-1, and one, ranked second in the power rankings. You know, it's... It's hard to kind of decide, you know, should Littlestown be ahead of Bermudian. But, yeah, like Ryan said, you know, Bermudian's kind of been on an upward trend lately. You mm-hmm. know, they've now on a three-game winning streak. Littlestown, you know, kind of eked out a couple wins and came out with a loss. So, you know, right now they're there. But certainly, you know, there's four weeks left in the season. And I'm not expecting these power rankings to say the same <laughs> any week. You know, I'm expecting there to be movement every single week. Oh, they've certainly moved around. Uh, Central, Central York, Dallastown, Northeastern were all at one point or another in the top five. It's somewhere. And now all three except Redline have been bounced from that top five. So cer- certainly a bunch of interesting developments. And I think this probably has been a very interesting season considering the way it's played out. And I think we all kind of have certain expectations of how things are going to go at the start of the year. I think we all expect Northeastern to be not running away at this point, but to be in the driver's seat a little bit more. And even Dallastown a little bit. Central York at the same time. We, we all knew that they were. it was going to be a little bit of a challenge after everything that had gone in the offseason and the changeover at head coach and, and having a younger team. But it's very interesting to see that while one team has certainly lived up to expectations, the other three in Division One and in Division Two, it's certainly taken an interesting turn as well. York Suburban, we would have expected to be up there. And while they're competing, it's Eastern York who's running away with things. York Catholic in Division Three, they've certainly had a tremendous season, and they were ranked number two this week. So there's been a lot of interesting twists and turns this year during the football season. Yeah, I always kind of think about what did we expect the big game to be this week coming mm-hmm. into the season, or what did we expect the division standings to be coming into the season? And I think it's similar. You know, if you had me kind of plot out mm-hmm. what I think each team's record would have been after week six, you know, I think I would have been pretty close on some of the teams, but definitely a few teams are surprises like Northeastern, you said. And it's just, it's been a fun season in that it seems like anything can happen any game. You know, other than Red Lion and the way that the Lions have, you know, kind of bashed everybody they've right. played, it seems like anybody can can win or lose on any day. You know, there's a lot of teams kind of, bunched up in the middle that can all beat each other and that that's fun that's more fun for us to see you know we don't want to see just a couple powerhouses kill everybody and then right. finally play at the end of the season we, we'd rather see this way although it's not as conducive to making the playoffs you know and this, <laughs> right, right. this new playoff system you kind of need to run the table the way red lion is to really have a chance of getting a good seed oh absolutely there's no there's no doubt about it especially with the new classifications and everything it has certainly made it tougher for some of these teams and then and especially in division one red line dallas town they knew um the northeasterns as well they knew that they were going to have to be very good this season to even just qualify for the district playoffs so it certainly is something that for red line it's very conducive to them making it and um and having a successful run in the postseason with all the clarity on on the table or starting to, to come come through you have to start thinking about the district playoffs and then what the postseason is going to look like ahead of just who's finishing in first and getting the division title. What's going to happen down the line, you know, the next three, four games, uh, especially this week for teams like Northeastern who are still at least trying to keep up for the title race, they, they won't have a new Johnson this week. Yeah, that's right. You know, a game against William Penn, though, on a Saturday, you would think Northeastern should probably be okay even without their leading running back who we found out uh, is being suspended for 
reportedly throwing a punch in that game, according to the officials. I know mm-hmm. there was some discrepancy that right. you know the Northeastern feels he was reaching for his helmet when it got mm-hmm. knocked off. The, the PIAA did uphill, uphold that suspension, so he will not be in the lineup against William Penn. Uh, Northeastern, actually, if you look at the district standings uh, by classification today, right. Northeastern's in the playoffs despite the two mm-hmm. losses. You know, Southwestern's not. Uh, Central is in 6A. So is Dallastown. So is Red Lion. So definitely a lot to keep an eye right, on. Right. Uh, Littlestown and Bermudian would both be in 3A at the moment. York Catholic would be in, in 2A. Fairfield would be in, in 1A. Nobody in 4A, though. Mm-hmm. Certainly, certainly interesting developments. Ryan for Hanover, you, you're you know you're a month in now. You've certainly seen a handful of teams play um, a couple games this year. What is your indication from what you've seen out of some of your your teams? Because you're you're kind of the boots on the ground guy, and you've seen a lot of these Hanover teams now. Yeah, um, I, I've definitely missed only a few teams here, but when you're talking about Berm, I think that they uh, they have definitely what it takes to. Take that Division Three title. I don't see why not because, as we were saying, they're trending upwards. And Yeah, it's going to be a big game against Door Catholic next week. That's yeah. going to be an interesting um, one. Not quite my coverage zone, but I was just thinking I saw uh, Eastern York at mm-hmm. Gettysburg yes, last week. Yes, that's true. I think they could run the table the rest of the season. They, I think three of the last four games are at home, and I don't, I don't see why they can't. That, that's Eastern or Gettysburg you think run the table? Eastern. Eastern, okay. Yeah, yeah I think – yeah, Eastern's definitely shown something mm-hmm. in Division Two play. I do think it's reasonable to think that they could win out in their division games for sure. But Division Two is that odd number yeah. division, you know, <laughs> where everybody's got to play an out-of-conference game. I can't remember the name of the school that Eastern has to play in Week Nine. It's like is Central it, uh, Martinsburg. Central, yep, Central Martinsburg. Yeah, from what I hear, Central Martinsburg is like a powerhouse in the Altoona area. I mean, none of us would really right, know, right. but that's what I heard. <laughs> that's what they say, right? Supposedly, that's that's the case. So that might be a tough one to win. But again, even if even if that was a loss, that wouldn't impact their hopes to win Division Two. So right, I certainly right. think, yeah. I mean, you know, I think if we were setting some kind of like lines on who would win, you know, <laughs> if we were gamblers, which none of us are, of course. <laughs> Never. Um, you know, we'd have to set Eastern York as the favorite in that division for sure. And it's interesting considering the way everything started out in that division, that Eastern York and Gettysburg. And in and, and fairness to Gettysburg, they, they've had a, a pretty decent year once they, once they hit division play, where I, I think, in fairness, we all may have written them off a little bit too early considering the number of players they lost after last season, considering... Um, how many young players they'd have on the roster this season? But Gettysburg and Eastern York are the right now they're running the gauntlet as far as Division Two goes, and it's certainly again we were talking about those interesting storylines. That is an interesting storyline. Jeff Messick, the first year head coach, the true first year head coach in the crop of about I believe it was six new head coaches this off season, the first true brand new head coach in the in the York Adams League, as in has never been a head never coach been a anywhere head coach before. Anywhere before. Right. Um, That's, I has, didn't even realize that. Yes. Is that true? Everybody else had been a head coach mm-hmm. at some point hmm. somewhere else. So it's certainly interesting to see that his team, he's finally found a way to hammer home his message of of trying to get that team together and to, and to do the right things and certainly paying off the last couple of weeks. One, yeah, one they thing, have a small team. They've uh, been fortunate to avoid injuries yeah, too and stay I was healthy. just about to say that. I know that he, at, when I was interviewing after the game, mm-hmm. he was like, yeah, we're like 27 strong. 
just looking at Gettysburg skyline next, next to the Eastern skyline, yeah. it's like they just double them in size. It's crazy. <laughs> and they still, like you, Zach said, the fact that they don't have any injuries, like yeah. if they have an injury to a key player, they're done. And that was a tough. And that was a big part of what happened last year, too. Eastern York got decimated by injuries, as did Dover um, as well in that division. But Eastern York suffered from a lot of injuries as well last season that kind of hampered what could have been a very successful season last year before Mesa came in. So to see that, see them be healthy this year, you know, it's a good sign if you're an Eastern New York football fan for the next couple of years coming down the line. If they're, if this is still a young team, if there's still players in development, that Mesa can get his message across and, and build this program into, at least right now, a successful program in Division Two. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the guys they have, the starting quarterback, Seth Bernstein, one of them, you know, uh, not the only one, but right. one of them that is only a sophomore. So a lot of these guys will be back. But, mm-hmm. you know, they, they do have some nice seniors. Uh, Wyatt Smith is, you know, the the main name that comes to mind as a yep, really big of offensive lineman, um, you know, and defensive lineman too. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it's a combination of the veterans and the underclassmen. But I I do remember Brandon Stoneberg saying last year that he thought, you know, Eastern York, if healthy, he kind of saw them as the favorite in this division. Uh, we weren't sure how it was going to shake out, but it looks like he was right. You know, despite the fact that Eastern went zero and three out of division. Once they've gotten into division play, right. have made fairly quick work of a lot of these teams. Uh, big game at Susquehanna coming mm-hmm. up this weekend. Christian, you're going to be there for that one, I Yes, believe. so it's certainly an interesting game. Susquehanna, a team that uh, also a bit young and, and more or less inexperienced. So it'll be interesting to see if they can beat a team like Eastern, who has certainly had a lot of success this season since they've started divisional play. It'll be a big game for Eastern, considering they want to stay at the top of the divisional table. So... A lot, a lot of riding on the game. And if you're Susquehannock too, beating Eastern is certainly going to be a big morale boost continuing towards the stretch. I mean, we're basically in the stretch run of the season. We're down to four games uh, this week. This, you know, this will be week seven. Then we'll be down to three. It's it, it, like a lot of the fall sports. The season or the end of the season is very quickly approaching for the York Adams football. So, on that note, we'll step aside here. When we come back. Plenty to talk about in the other fall sports, boys and girls soccer. The league tournament starts this weekend. Plenty to talk about in field hockey, golf, um, tennis. So we'll, when we come back, we'll discuss all of that and more. You're listening to Game Day with Game Time PA here on Sports Radio 1350 WOYK. Welcome back to Game Day with Game Time PA here on Sports Radio 1350 WOYK. Chris Arnold. Ryan Proventure, Zach Miller here with you talking York Adams sports. And just a reminder, in case you're not already doing so, subscribe to the show on iTunes, on Stitcher, and on Google Play. Just search Game Day with Game Time PA Radio and make sure to rate and review the show. We always love hearing feedback from the audience about what you like we're doing and what we can improve on. So certainly do all of that good stuff. Uh, Plenty to talk about as far as the other sports go. The league tournament starting this weekend for boys and girls soccer in the York Adams. And certainly a lot of good teams on the boys and girls side. In fairness, Northeastern for the girls side is having another good season. Um, Susquehannock, who is coming off a deep run on the girls side during all the way into the state playoffs, is, is having another good season. Certainly a lot of things to talk about there. On the boys' side, Central York is closing in, if they have not closed in already, on a Division One title, repeating as Division One champs. So um, they've had a, a very good season after a lot of turnover. They lost about eight seniors after last season, and 
their coach, Frank Leno, said at the beginning of the year that there was going to be a lot of teaching going on, that there was going to have to be – there might be some growing pains. And I think – I'm sure there were at some point, but it didn't really show – uh, as far as results, Goal Central York has had a, a tremendous season this year. I believe they have only one loss in division play, so they've they've had a strong year. You know what that reminds me of? Didn't Central York basketball do that last year? They they had lost a bunch in the previous year. We you know they were kind of expected to take a step back, and instead went and won Division One. You know, right. beat Spring Grove in the district playoffs. Yep. Uh, went to states, I believe. So. Uh, something something's in the water at Central <laughs> York that they they seem to be able to replenish and learn on the fly. Absolutely, and then Carter Luckenbaugh, who's also Central York's football kicker, if I'm not mistaken, <laughs> a very good tackler. Also, he uh, has been a huge part of a team that has very much come together. A lot of young players led by a, a very strong group of veterans who who have taken up leadership roles, including Carter Luckenbaugh, who stepped up as far as that offensive scoring role for the Century York Panthers, who lost Igor Gomes last season. He was one of their big scorers. So Carter Luckenbaugh has kind of taken that mantle after Frank Leno challenged his team midway through the season for somebody to step up, and, and Luckenbaugh took that to heart a little bit. Yeah, he's actually a four-sport athlete, Carter Luckenbaugh. He plays football and soccer in the fall, basketball in the winter, volleyball in the spring, I believe. So a very good athlete for them and having a great season they're having a good season on the football field too having a good mm. season in soccer you know who who else is in that division one mix that could maybe win the league title and th- that league title if you haven't mentioned it starts saturday correct it's a four uh, four sites on saturday gettysburg right. um each site will have a girls game and a boys right. game just uh, so everybody knows uh we get into that i know biglerville has had a really good year in division three uh, kind of, kind of tell us who else has been been the good teams in divisions one and two. Division one, Dallas Town has been uh, has had another strong season. They've been competing neck and neck with Central York as far as trying to capture that division one title. They've had a good year. They've gotten um, a lot of scoring on the, in division two. Susquehannock has had a good year this season. Um, they've certainly put. I mean, they they're coming off a, a deep run in the playoffs last season as well. And they've they've had a couple players step step up. Joseph Lippy, who was part of uh, part of the team that went to made that deep run in the state tournament last year, is back. Um, and they've had some strong goaltending, and their defense has. I mean, they've essentially returned a, a, basically all of their defenders, their their backfield. So that's certainly helped as well. So they've, they've, there's some teams that have had some very strong seasons. Susquehannock, obviously, is a team that I think you would you would have envisioned them. Gettysburg, obviously, is a team that is uh, you know far and beyond. Matt Yingling has been huge for that team. Um, they've been uh, outstanding again. They're the defending league champions. So certainly a lot of teams that have uh, a lot of talent on their roster this year certainly should be a good tournament for uh this season when, once it gets rolling on saturday yeah it should be exciting and the girls tournament also gets started on saturday as well and you know that was a fun tournament last year uh one one game that i remember last year with fairfield uh came in second in division three had to play dallas town in the first round dallas town was ended up being the league champion i think dallas town beat fairfield like 10 nothing in that game well fairfield was a good team last year Fairview looks kind of unstoppable this year, right? Yeah. I mean, Ryan, I know you're going out there to see them later today. Yeah, I mean, they you can't win if you can't score, and people just can't score against Fairfield. They've given up one goal in the past three games. So on top of the fact that they just seem to score a lot, <laughs> they also are just like a brick wall in front of the goal there. Uh, I mean, that's really what it is. Uh, they go up against, you know, York Catholic second, and York Catholic's been pretty good the past couple of years. 
But well, that's the interesting this year with, with your Catholic girl girls soccer. Uh, Liz Johnson, who was such a huge part of their team last year, their top scorer. She had the speed, the quickness, a really true athlete on the field for them, and and she was really the the catalyst for a lot of their their success last season. They didn't they don't have her this year, so they're still having a pretty good season, but oh, certainly yeah. not the to the extent that they had last year. Yeah, I mean to lose a player like that and still be you know they're nine and two in the division. Mm-hmm. Um, three points back. I think Fairfield already clinched the division, but still, you know, like you said, considering the fact that they lost such a special player and still be up there is pretty good. Absolutely. Yeah, and Fairfield obviously has the Logue sisters who we've talked about. Um, Hannah. Two game-time players of the year last year. From last year, yeah. Hannah has scored over well over 100 goals in her career. Mariah, I mean, she can kind of do it all. I think she's probably been a big part of that defense. She's somebody they kind of have moved around from time to time. Also, they have another pair of sisters on the team this year, the Heimball sisters, who, you know, from everything I've seen in their box scores in red, is that, you know, now they don't just have one good set of sisters. They have two, and it's (laughs) it's double the trouble for opponents. But Fairfield, we know, is probably going to be the one seed in Class A with the new classification system. This seems like a year that, you know, maybe they can get to states. Now, can they win any games in the York Adams tournament? That That's interesting to watch. They're probably going to have to go against a Division One or two opponent in the first round on Saturday. We're not quite sure who it is yet as the standings still kind of get shaken up. But I think that would be a big accomplishment for that team, even to win one York Adams tournament game. Absolutely, and it won't be an easy task, like you said. Northeastern's a very good team. Dallas Town, who's in who's in first place right now, is a very and tough defending team. Champion, defending champion, defending champion uh, from last year, Dallas Town. So, I mean, there are a lot of tough teams, and it should be make for a very competitive. Yeah. Susquehanna too. I mean, you yeah. you followed them on the road a lot yeah. last year, right, Christian? Yes, absolutely. And it was, and the the very interesting thing was they they lost a couple big players from last season, and you saw a lot of girls step up for Susquehanna this year. Maddie Mummer, who was one of their top Top scores or it was their top scorer last year um she graduated and they've, they've seen players step up their goaltender um ashley stone who's also a very talented basketball player um was huge for them in net and kept them in a lot of games she's gone this season they've had um you know a couple goaltenders step up this year so certainly a lot of change over some of these teams but it doesn't seem like there's been a beat miss for, for really any of them yeah a lot certainly a lot of the same uh, names you know showing up even if even if it's different players on those teams uh, the same teams though so to speak and we're kind of seeing that in field hockey to an extent too with Dallas Town oh know. yeah uh, has Dallas Town lost a division game this season I'm not I'm not sure that the Wildcats have we're doing a quick fact check here I <laughs> uh, see see these two guys scrambling well, to regardless no, 12 and 0 12 and 0 I mean they, they've had phenomenal seasons and that program is far and beyond um, just the class of the York Adams when it comes to the sport because of what they've been able to do and really just the, the strength of the program from, from every level where you have girls who come in from the JV program and they just step right in and they don't miss a beat and that team doesn't miss a beat even when you lose good players. Yeah, they expect to win every year. I mean, they've won three of the last four titles. I think Gettysburg got them a couple of years ago. Definitely look uh, in shape to win another one this year. Certainly. It'll be... It'll be a tough task, but certainly one that they're not uh, that they're not accustomed to. They've they've done it before. Yeah, and the other teams that they're going to be competing against in this tournament, which starts next Tuesday, wraps up next Wednesday. It's just a four-team tournament. Littlestown in Division Four making its first appearance. Remember, there's a new new structure to these divisions this year. Uh, Bermudian no longer in the same division as Littlestown, so Littlestown right. uh, with their rival kind of out of the way took care of business and is going to be 
going to the county tournament, Susquehannock won Division Two. That was a team that was always kind of behind Gettysburg in right. the old division system. So uh, those two teams really took advantage of having an opportunity to win their divisions with the powerhouse programs out of the way. And then speaking of those two powerhouse programs, Bermudian and Gettysburg are tied in Division Three. I'm not sure how they're going to break that tie because both teams only have one loss and it's to each other. So <laughs> I'm not really sure which team we're going to see in the county tournament. Gold differential, maybe? It'll be like that scene out of uh, Friday Night Lights where they go to a truck stop and they yeah, got to flip a they'll, coin. They'll meet in Bonneville somewhere <laughs> and flip a coin. No, I'm sure there's some kind of tiebreaker in place. There's also a couple games to be played. You know, these teams got to take care of business yeah. uh, a couple more times this week before we can flip that coin or whatever we have to do. But, you know, one of those teams will be back and obviously will be a force to be reckoned with because Gettysburg won a couple years ago and Bermudian was in that championship game, only lost by one last year. Yeah, it'll certainly be interesting. Also, I just want to go back to one thing. In Division One with Dallastown, this was the year that maybe they could have potentially maybe got knocked off the top spot. And it, it, I think everybody thought, especially at the halfway point, that New, if anyone was going to do it, it was New Oxford. And certainly Dallastown handled New Oxford for the course of the year um, quite well. So yeah, even New when, Oxford had a lot of seniors. Kaylin Long is the one that yeah. gets a lot of attention. But it's not just her, you know. Um, Bree Souter, Haley Luckenbaugh, a lot of these these same seniors that play a, a few other sports too um are tough for this field hockey team you know we thought maybe a, you know a senior late in new oxford team could catch a inexperienced dallas town team but not so much absolutely and, and i think that's the the amazing thing is that you can have so much changeover and there can be a team that is so stacked with seniors and yet you're still the cream of the crop at the end of the day it's it's a very yeah, I mean, interesting that's, that's just a sign of you know a good program that starts building these players up in middle school or even earlier and having them ready to go when they get to high school having them ready to go when they've been on the bench behind seniors the year before you know these girls that are sophomores and juniors that get in the mix mm-hmm. finally get their chance and really take advantage of it speaking of league tournaments tennis took place the other week uh the other weekend i should say um with dagny markle capturing uh the colonial's first uh tennis title for them which was a big win for her she certainly came into the year with a lot of expectations and she lived up to it she's been one of the best players in the york adams tennis scene uh for 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 this season and and really was a name that we heard a lot last season as well and and with the grad graduation of some very talented players after last year uh the new crop i think it was it was dagny marco who was kind of the top of the crop uh, when the season started. Of course, the New Decker sisters, too, uh, Ellie and Alyssa New Decker, they were the double A um, doubles champions uh, as well this, this year, and they've certainly had a, a great season. DeLone has had a great season there. They were one of the best teams, if not the best team, in the York Adams all year, and, and it's really been anchored by the two of those, those, those yeah, players. Yeah, it's cool to see a set of sisters win the doubles title. You know, how often does that happen? That's kind of kind of a unique thing and, and definitely we're going to want to keep an eye on them too as we get into districts and states i supposed to say more sisters you got the two sets of sisters with fairfield's girls soccer and now sisters here it's funny how that is i don't know i yeah, that I definitely mean, brings some of these small towns you know you gotta you gotta rely on yeah but on an element of chemistry i feel like as well between you know all those pairs of sisters may, can only help a team it certainly should be i mean i don't know do you guys have siblings i 
Uh, the, sometimes the chemistry's there. I think sometimes <laughs> it maybe gets in the way. It depends a on bit. the age. I guess if it's a senior and a freshman, maybe it might not be there quite as much. <laughs> right. but, I just uh, it really depends on the the girls or the guys, just how they get along. You know, everybody everybody's a little different. You know, I think, but maybe that competitivity with each other can be oh, a good yeah. thing too. Sometimes uh, certainly has been a good thing in this case. Also, speaking of league tournaments, that one that won't be that one that will be right around the corner as well as the York Adams volleyball tournament. We're starting to get a better picture of how things are going to shake up in the York Adams volleyball scene this year. Delone and York Catholic played a big match the other uh, last week with Delone coming out on top and them essentially taking um, control of the Division Three, or the top of Division Three, likely winning another division title. They've certainly been the Again, we used, I've been using the word cream of the crop a lot in the last segment. They've been the cream of the crop when it comes to York Adams tennis and in Division Three, especially. And then this year, Redline has certainly taken that mantle in Division One, and they're starting to pull away, too, as well with the 8-1 record uh, with Central York, who stayed in the race. They've, they've certainly had a competitive season, maybe not um, as up there as they have been in years past but they've certainly they've certainly come on strong at the end of the year and at seven and two they're in, they're right there in second place right there in the thick of things uh surpassing dallas town which was a team that certainly had a lot of success this season as well who've, who've dropped three division games which has hurt them in the standings but redline really the cream of the crop when it comes to division one volleyball yeah absolutely still very much up there in the class 4a district standings and how about West York Christian, yes. you you know you wrote a nice story about it, how they're embracing the underdog role, even though they really shouldn't be an underdog in anyone's eyes anymore. <laughs> no, certainly not, and I, I think that's a role that they like, and it, it certainly fit them well. I mean, West York has has played well. I mean, you look at their record the last couple of years; they've they've had some successful seasons. Certainly not to the extent that they've had this year, where they've been a team that has really dominated uh, a lot of the teams they've played. They've played a very strong team game and i think that's the most interesting thing about their success is the fact that you look at a red line or a dallas town or a central york you can pinpoint one or two girls who really um take the mantle and step up when it when when it counts and who really are for lack of a better word the star players on those teams where if when you look at west york it's certainly a more overall team game you can have one or two girls again you know the one or two girls who if they're going to go up and hit the ball hard, you know it's going to be a Lindsey Blevins, or you know it's going to be someone. It's going to be one or two other players on Redline or Dallas Town. With West York, you have that so spread out where there's no safe bet. You you really don't want any of those those players going up to to hit a ball. Yeah, I mean that you know that can kind of keep a opponent off guard and you know keep, keep teams on high alert when you don't have necessarily anybody to hone in on, and that's like that chemistry we were talking about mm-hmm. before. You know that's what volleyball is all about just that that fluidness and that that chemistry between all the girls and West York seems to have that, you know, they kind of move as one, you know, instead of, instead of kind of different moving parts, right, it right. Be like one flowing movement. And it must make it impossible for opposing teams to have a game plan against them. Yeah. And, I, and that was, that's kind of the, the toughest part for any team. Like, yeah. again, when you look at some of these other teams, you know, if you pinpoint or hone in on one or two players, you know what to expect, you know, maybe you take away um, an offensive option for them with, with West York. It's, everyone on the front line can do some damage at some point. And that's not to say that the other teams, other teams don't have that or can't do that, but it's definitely a lot tougher and more pronounced with West York, who has a very equally talented group among everyone on the court and everyone on the bench. So certainly something that has helped them a lot this season. Are they a big mix of underclassmen and upperclassmen, or is it mostly 
one of the other? Uh, I believe it's a little more, they have a few more upperclassmen, but I think it's a good mix of everybody across the board when you look at their roster. Everyone's, everyone, regardless if they're a senior or they're a, a, a upperclassmen or, or a lowerclassmen, they're going to make a contribution one way or, no, one way or the other, mm. and they're going to do it well. So they certainly benefit from a lot of players from all different um, you know, parts of the court and all different grade levels. So they've certainly benefited a lot from that. We'll step aside here. When we come back, we'll move back to football and we'll make a couple picks before we wrap up the show. You're listening to Game Day with Game Time PA here on Sports Radio 1350 WOYK. Welcome back to Game Day with Game Time PA. Chris Arnold, Zach Miller, Ryan Provencher here with you as we get close to the end of the show. And that always means that we will... Pick a game and defend our pick this week from the football schedule. And uh, Ryan, I will let you start things off this week. Great. Sounds good. Um, So I'm going to be at Central York at Spring Grove. And Central York, one of those fringe teams like we were kind of talking about when we were talking about power rankings. Um, You know, strong offense. um, But I kind of – I see Spring Grove is going to be home. They both have the same record in division, both 2-1, and both 4-2. and Overall, um, I think just because Spring Grove is at home, they're just going to have that advantage. So I, I see them coming, coming out ahead on this one. That's a it's a bold pick. I, you know, I'm not sure anybody. <laughs> I know because Central's kind of like yeah. borderline powerhouse. But we've been talking about trends a little bit in this show, and I think that getting kind of nudged out of those power rankings maybe shows that Central York might be trending downward. Interesting. Certainly be interesting to see. That, that's that's our live stream game this week. You can watch that one on GameTimePA.com. Should be a good one. Um, I'm going to go, as Teddy Feinberg was called, Scrap Iron on this, on this <laughs> pick, uh, to the York Tech Fairfield oh, game. Wow. I see a lot of people picking Fairfield. I went York Tech this week. So Both did of these I, by teams, the oh, Christian did too, but I think uh, everybody else, I think, went Fairfield. And this, this is a game between two teams. I mean, when these two teams played last year, I think, Fairfield was one and five, and Tech was maybe zero and six, I think. And Tech won that game pretty decisively. This one is in Fairfield. Both teams having a much better season. Fairfield's four and two. Tech is three and three. Mm-hmm. I think Tech has played a tougher schedule. I think Fairfield has kind of again. We we're talking about trends. Trended downward the last couple of weeks. You know, a back to back forty two fourteen losses. First to Bermudian understandable second to Hanover which was a little alarming given how Hanover had been doing lately I think you know something's up with Fairfield maybe it's an injury you know maybe it's a lull in the season that right that you know th- things aren't quite going the way they want to York Tech despite a couple losses in division has seemed to be in every game mm-hmm. has shown an ability to score a lot of points I think York Tech goes on the road and wins this game certainly an interesting pick, and it'll certainly be interesting to see. York Tech has been, I, I think, really kind of the big surprise among surprises this season with their success this year. So they've certainly come out and surprised a lot of people, a couple of big wins, including against Division Two foe Eastern York earlier in the year. So certainly anything's not out of the question. So I, I think I'm with Zach on this one with York Tech, and we'll, we'll see how it shakes out. For my pick, I'm going to go Eastern York and Susquehannock. Eastern York is the team I picked. I look at the the last couple of weeks. I think that they've certainly found their rhythm. And you look at some of the players. Obviously, the Bernstein uh, Bernstein at QB has stepped up and played very well for the last couple of weeks. Really, since they've they've turned that divisional. Yeah, calendar. a lot of guys running the ball well. Logan yeah. Klein yep. from last week. Mm-hmm. We saw him top 100 yards. Mm-hmm. Keegan Corwell. 
has consistently put up some pretty good games. So they have a lot of weapons on the ground yes. for sure. Yeah, and and Susquehannock obviously is a team that, I, I, again, Division Two was such a such a strange strange division this year. We weren't quite sure, although we, I think we expected more. And you look at the way you look at some of the games. Obviously, they've had a couple big, they've had a couple good wins, but they've also had a couple bad losses. So you certainly look at that, and you look at where Eastern is in the standings, and you have to think that Eastern has the edge in this game going into this Friday night affair between two teams who who both want divisional wins. Susquehannock to kind of stay in things a little bit, and Eastern York to kind of continue to run the gauntlet. Yeah, Eastern has to just be careful, you know, not get ahead of themselves. You know, Susquehannock nearly beat York Suburban last week. Right. Had a lead going into the fourth quarter, lost by four. So, you know, Susquehannock, despite that 41-3 to loss mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago against Gettysburg, seems to still be a team, you know, that if they show up, can give a good team a run for their money. And so Eastern York needs to, you know, not get not get too cocky after the way the last few weeks have gone and, and stay focused. That's You know, it's a little bit of a long trip down right. there. You know, they just need to show up for that game. You know, I think... Eastern York will win it, but I don't think it's going to be a cakewalk by any means. No, I don't think that's going to be the case either. You look at these two teams, and and like I said, they both want wins this weekend. They both want wins for varying reason, but I think when you look at and Zach made some pretty good points there. They've had great offensive, uh, a great ground ground game on the on the offensive side, and obviously you know Wyatt Smith has been huge for uh, for him, for Eastern York as well. So every time you have a player of that caliber on your on your line on both sides of the ball you certainly benefit from it so uh, it's it's going to be a hard-fought game i absolutely agree but i think eastern york is the team that comes away on top on, on in that contest yeah it should, should be a fun week we got a lot of good games to keep an eye on that central spring grove game ryan mentioned also southwestern playing dallas town that's mm-hmm. another game where both teams have one loss in division one play kind of what i'm referring to as elimination games of <laughs> you know two of these teams are going to be eliminated from the division one race you know that eastern york game is obviously important um though you know the fairfield tech game i mentioned is important right. for district playoff hopes mm-hmm. for fairfield for sure delone against bermudian that game went to double overtime last year uh matt alabone's going to be there again i think that was actually the first game he covered if i'm not mistaken last year hopefully for him if and for his deadline's sake he doesn't go to double <laughs> overtime again but you know that could be a good one. Both teams still trying to get into the uh, divi- district playoffs, and Bermudians still trying to win that division title. So yeah, there's certainly a lot of intrigue across the board in all divisions this week. Yeah, we've definitely we've flipped the page now to the latter half of the season, and I think there's a little bit more urgency in with these teams. So that's going to play huge effect. Certainly, pl- certainly plenty to watch for as the season starts to come to and end. Just a reminder, we'll all be at football games this weekend. Make sure you're following us on our various social media accounts. You can follow Zach on Twitter. He's at by Zach Miller. You can follow Ryan ProVenture. He's at Rye Pro, if I'm not mistaken. Rye underscore Pro. Rye yep. underscore Pro. So he's at Rye underscore Pro. And you can follow me on Twitter at C underscore Arnold zero one. So make sure you stay tuned to all of our social media accounts for all the latest news and information out of the York Adams and obviously on Friday when we're all out at football games. Also a reminder, make sure you're subscribing to the show on iTunes, on Stitcher radio app and on Google play. Just search game day with game time PA radio and we will come up and make sure after you're done subscribing, you listen to a couple shows and you realize just how great we are uh, that you rate and review the show. We love to hear back, hear feedback from the listeners on what we're doing great and what we can improve on each week just like a lot of these teams we talk about where it's an ever 
ever ongoing process where we're getting better each day and we want to make sure that we're getting better each day so until next week there'll be plenty of football and and soccer and all the other fall sports to talk about but this has been game day with game time pay here on sports radio 1350 w-o-y-k for ryan for zach for christian i'm saying enjoy the week everybody